0: Hey, everybody, this is Dr. William Clark, your host of the Dr. William Clark podcast. Glad to be with you for another episode. This is the podcast that is designed for you. It's designed by nonprofit leaders for nonprofit leaders. We built this podcast to help you uh, get together and uh, build strong nonprofit organizations to serve the needs of your community. And we focus on nonprofit leadership development, nonprofit fundraising strategies and nonprofit strategic uh, development as well. And um, I'm glad to be with you for another episode. I want to talk a little bit about how to find RFPs uh, for your nonprofit to respond to, particularly if you are new. This is an important uh, thing to add to your repertoire as you are building up your nonprofit organization and as you are establishing your organization. And so how do you do that? How do you find the RFPs to respond to and why this matters? Before we jump into the content today, this particular episode is brought to us by the Nonprofit Fundraising Strategies Academy. This academy was designed by nonprofit leaders for nonprofit leaders. We designed it to talk exclusively about nonprofit fundraising strategies. If this is something that's always on your mind, how to raise money to support your mission and your purpose and to support the work that you do, this is the master class for you when you join the masterclass, you get access to 70 plus videos of me teaching the three secrets to fundraising. You get access to live monthly coaching. We have a session coming up uh, in a couple of days actually where I'll be coaching and teaching live and answering questions. And then also you get access to all the tools, tips and tricks that I absolutely use every year to raise serious money for our nonprofit. And if this is what's on your mind, if this is what's guiding you, and what is shaping uh, a lot of your work, then you need to go ahead and join this masterclass. And all you got to do is go to nonprofitfundingstrategies.com. Again, that's nonprofitfundingstrategies.com. So what we're going to talk about today is how to find RFPs for your nonprofit organization. And this uh, this is really important, particularly for new organizations. And the question some of you may be asking is, why, did, why does this matter? Uh, when you think about the revenue sources for nonprofit organizations, they are much more beyond grants. And for newbies, many people think that grant writing... Um, is kind of the main source of revenue, which it is. Uh, But then people also immediately jump to another thing um, when it comes to fundraising, Um, And that is, you know, fundraisers, right? Cupcake sales, car wash sales, dinner sales, ticket sales, raffles, the whole nine, right? So all that stuff is cool. And and I got to tell you, you know, when you look at a budget of a mature organization who is raising serious money, those events do not make up the bulk of their revenue sourcing. In fact, uh, they make up typically around 6 to 10% because these are one-off events. And the amount of money you put out... To plan for an event, to hire staff, uh, a, man, a project management staff, event planning staff, a venue rental, all that other stuff—it it just adds up. And even though during this pandemic, many people have done virtual fundraisers, and we did too, your costs are dramatically uh, insignificant. Again, when you look at what you do raise, what you do net, and you you juxtapose that to your overall program budget or organizational budget. You realize like events really don't don't cut the mustard, and so for newbies um you know if you're going to do events, you know fine, do them, but just know that it's not going to make a significant difference in the work that you do so so then there are other revenue sources such as earned income contracts etc and contracts come by way of rfps rfps can cover contracts uh, and grants so rfps kind of cover the main sources of revenue rfps or requests for proposals are submitted or released by funding institutions these can be private entities these can be state entities uh, like your uh, state government local government or private entities like foundations or even rfps released by the federal government and depending on the source uh the f- private institution like the foundation uh may release the rfp with the intent of giving out a grant a sizable six-figure grant multi-year grant which is great city and state and federal entities may not give a grant But they would release a contract to uh, the nonprofit who wins the award. So some of the state uh, entities, uh, such as if you're doing any work around child services, child welfare services, uh, adult uh, services, uh, senior services, et cetera, and everything in between. This is where the RFPs come in. Now, uh, RFPs are released by these grant giving or contract giving institutions. And we just listed who these institutions are. Now, you can learn about RFPs by having a funding plan. And, and I can't stress enough, I talk about this a lot online, the importance of having a fundraising plan. If you don't have a fundraising plan in place, if you don't have a strategy in place to raise money, then whatever I say after this really is a mute point, a moot point, mute point, whatever you want to say. Because the fundraising plan governs and guides every step of the way that you're going to take to raise the money you need to raise. You need the money. You need uh, you need the money, of course, but you need a plan in order to know that you're raising good money. You need the plan in place to know that you're raising money that matters and that makes sense for your nonprofit organization. And so when you start to look at your fundraising plan, and you start to figure out where do we where do we want to raise money from? Who do we need to partner with? Who, we, who do we need to who do we need to pursue? as a customer as a as a partner as uh, a strategic uh, alliance to raise money uh, it starts to become clear who that source is and who's releasing the RFPs is tied to who your sources might be you may not be in a position or your work may not be relevant to a state entity so why write that down in the plan if it's not relevant to your work or you are exclusively connected to uh, contracts from state entities but private foundations may not be your jam so you need to remove private foundations from your jam maybe you have a mixture of both and other sources in between whatever the case may be this this is outlined in the fundraising plan this is what's talked about in the fundraising plan this is what's strategized in the fundraising plan and this allows you to eliminate or add sources that make sense now when you've I've outlined what should be or what will be your funding source in your fundraising plan And you start to do your research in terms of how they typically release uh, resources. You discover they release RFPs, okay? When do they release RFPs? Is it on schedule? Is it every couple of years? Is it based upon need? You're going to have to do this research because it's not necessarily the same for every entity. Some entities release RFPs every three years because they release three-year contracts. Okay, well, we're in the middle of the last three-year release. I'm frustrated. Should you be? I'm not sure you should be frustrated if you're in year two uh, after RFP was released and awarded. Why should you be, You should be excited about that? Well, one, if you've done your fundraising plan, like I suggested, and you realize, okay, well, the next RFP is going to be released over the next 12 to 18 months, this gives us 12 and 18 months to develop our master grant application. Y'all hear me talk about this all the time. This gives you the lead time to develop the right master grant application, which can be used in response to RFP. You can get your hands on the last RFP structure and study it. What does it look like? What questions are asked? Who got the award? Why were they awarded uh, the RFP? How did they perform over the past year and a half, two years? Are they on the outs? Again, there are so many benefits to this. Some some grantees or organizations that receive contracts may be underperforming and you'll hear the chatter once you start to do your research and you may learn that they may not be eligible to apply for the next year. So then that means there's a slot open for you to come in and swoop in and possibly win that contract that changes everything. And so when you start to study who your potential funders are. It doesn't matter where they are in the life cycle. It's important for you to have a plan to respond to future RFPs. And so, you know, you may be a year away from an RFP contract release from the state, but you may be able to pursue smaller grants or grants from private foundations to get you ready for state releases. The combination of both may be a fit for you and your organization. And also, I'll close with this, right? You know, in addition to studying the RFP, who got it, who won it, how they're performing, et cetera, what do they have that you don't have, what do you need to put in place, partnerships, uh, infrastructure, et cetera. When you start to realize who has the RFP that will be released that you will be going after, you then now have an opportunity to build the right relationships that matter. Relationships with department heads, uh, leaders within government, leaders within the foundation. Leaders within the community, people who are on the board of some of these institutions that are releasing grants, et cetera. Partners, potential partners who who have gotten grants in the past, who may be willing to go after it with you in the future as a 50-50 partnership. People who did it in the past but don't want to go after it, but want to give you the game on how to win and succeed. Man, you got a whole lot going for you when you go after RFPs. And I want you to replay this podcast and I want you to study what we talked about because there's a lot of good stuff. And in fact, we talk about this and so much more in the Nonprofit Fundraising uh, Strategies Academy. I want you to join us. It's affordable every month, nonprofitfundingstrategies.com. Again, it's nonprofitfundingstrategies.com. We talk about this and much, much more. And I think that you'll find that this podcast and all that we teach is super helpful. This is Dr. William Clark for the Dr. William Clark Podcast. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.